Welcome to St. James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith, Edinburgh. This podcast features edited highlights from our hybrid service held on Sunday, January the 2nd, 2022. And can I take this opportunity to wish all our listeners a very happy new year. To find out how to join us online or in person, and for more general information, please go to stjamesleith.org.uk. to see you all here this morning and to see, oh gosh, this is a, uh, we've got a new microphone by the way. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, wonderful, real warm welcome to you all here in church this morning and to everybody at home. So hi everybody in their homes, wonderful to have you with us. You know, when I walked into church this morning, the music group were rehearsing and they were singing our opening song, We Three Kings of Orient Are, and they were singing the chorus, O star of wonder, star of light, star with royal beauty bright, westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. And what really struck me this morning was it was that word us. Because, you know, I'm going to say to everybody, Happy New Year, because this is our first service in, in the new year. But, you know, I guess sometimes not everybody's feeling completely f- happy about what might happen in this coming year. You might be feeling a bit, a, a bit unsure, a bit scared, maybe. None of us know what the future holds, but what I realised this morning is that, and I'm going to, my voice is going to break in a minute because it really, (laughs) what I realised this morning is guide us to thy perfect light. We are all on this journey together. Those of us here in church, those of us at home, we are all together on this journey and we can be there for one another. In the love of Jesus, we can be there for one another. And I just want to say to anybody this morning who's feeling a bit uncertain, please ask for help if you need it. As you look into the new year, we are here for one another. And that's I think, is really important. <laughs> um, and so let's just have a moment's quiet uh, before we begin the service. God of light and love, in this very moment, the star still beckons. Gather us and let the star call us in new ways of healing and hope, restoration and renewal, as we discover again Christ's call to discipleship. Amen. I'm going to ask Joe to come up and introduce us to Epiphany. So today, we start a new season in the church year, the season of Epiphany. And although officially it begins later this week, the church does allow us to begin 
to celebrate today. The word epiphany comes from the Greek word epiphaneia, which means manifestation or showing, and was used to describe the official state visit of a king or emperor to a city or region of his kingdom. A rare and special occasion when he publicly showed himself to his people, usually in dazzling splendour. Epiphany is about light, about the light of that star. If Christmas is seen as the light of God rekindled in the world, then Epiphany shows that light coming into view, being seen by others and casting its brightness upon all people. It records the mystery of the incarnation as it moves beyond the privacy of the Holy Family and the crib to the public sphere of the world beyond. The season of Epiphany begins with the visit of the Magi and then over the next few weeks goes on to recall the first public appearances of the adult Jesus and his announcement of the kingdom of heaven to all, Jews and Gentiles alike. It is the time in the Gospels when his nature and purpose suddenly shines forth in glory and he begins to work his wonders upon the earth in his public ministry. So happy epiphany, everybody. And what better way to start epiphany by singing about that journey of the Magi, We Three Kings.
first reading this morning comes from Isaiah chapter 20, verses 1 to 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried in their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you, the wealth of the nation shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah, those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. This is the word of the Lord. This is the gospel. 
Gospel this morning is taken from Mark, Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. Glory, Glory to Christ God. our Saviour. In the time of Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we have observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by, by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall become a, Jew, a ruler who is the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the wise men and learned from them where at the exact time the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay homage to him. When, he, when they heard the king, when they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that had been at its scene since its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy, and entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Give thanks to the Lord for his glorious gospel. Praise to Christ our Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Now it was a few days after Christmas, and a mother was busy cleaning up, putting everything away, taking the Christmas tree down, and putting the decorations in their boxes. And her son came in and saw her and said, Mum, what are you doing? She said, I'm putting all our Christmas stuff away. He said, why are you doing that? And she answered, so that everything will get back to normal again. But Mum, said the little boy, I don't want things to get back to normal again. And we kind of know that feeling, don't we, when everything gets put away and everything looks a little bit ordinary. But getting back to normal has been a kind of phrase we've heard a lot this year, hasn't it? But I wonder, should we get back to normal? We've welcomed in a new year, and I expect most of us are already thinking about putting away the decorations. And in our minds, Christmas is over. Yes, in many ways, we will understand the mother's wish to get back to normal again. 
But sometimes I wonder, are we in danger of rushing away from Christmas far too quickly? And sometimes I think we do a good, too good a job at cleaning up after it, so much so that we run the risk of removing it from our lives. What if we really could hang on to it and take, us, take it with us into the new year? Now, I don't mean that we need to keep the tree up. I don't mean we need to carry on wearing silly Santa hats or carry on wearing funny Christmas jumpers or, in my case, silly hairbands and flashing brooches. <laughs> but I would like to suggest that there really ought to be something different about us because we have been able to see again that star of wonder We've heard the angels sing again, and we've seen that baby in a manger, because it represents to us when God came to us as a human being in flesh and blood, when he came to us as one of us. And that's amazing, isn't it? Today, we come to the last of the nativity stories we remember the, the visit of the kings or the magi, those three mysterious wise men from the east, when they came to visit the Holy Family in Bethlehem. What can we learn from that story that we can take into the new year? Now, in classic sermon writing terms, I'm going to suggest three things. <laughs> The first one is, keep Christ as the object of our devotion. Matthew tells us that when the Magi came from the east to Jerusalem, they had one question in their minds. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and we've come to worship him. Some translations read, we have come to pay him homage. And they stick to that, don't they? Even when they don't find him in the royal palace in Jerusalem, they are not deterred. Even when the star stops above the most unlikely dwelling place for a king, they're not put off. The point is clear. They came all that way for one reason and one reason only, to worship the new king, to pay homage to him, to make him the object of his devotion, of their devotion. So our challenge is to take that with us into the new year. Keep Christ, keep Jesus as the object of our devotion. Number two, give to him the best that we have. All of the gifts that the wise men brought, as we sang about earlier, were packed full of symbolism. And we've got a few examples on there, although we did, I did stretch it a bit with the golden coins, although I think chocolate is a very precious gift. The gift of gold the most precious and expensive of all metals fit to be presented to the infant king. It represented his royalty. 
And then there is the gift of frankincense, an expensive tree resin that was used in religious offerings which spoke of his divinity. It was believed to carry the prayer requests straight up to heaven. And then there's myrrh, another expensive tree resin that was used in embalming. And this represented his death for us. These gifts were chosen and given with care and as an adoration of the newborn king. But they were also the very best. They were expensive and extremely valuable treasures in that day, in that part of the world. Each of those men brought to the one they worshipped the very best that they had to offer him. This was a sign of their dedication, just as their kneeling was a sign of their homage. So were these gifts a sign of their dedication. It was also a statement about their priorities. Only the very best was good enough for this new king. So here's a question for us. Who and what do we really put in the first place in our lives? I wonder, could any of us or all of us dare to do what these wise men did? Do we dare to give to Christ, the King, the very best thing that we have, the most expensive thing, the best part of us? And what might that be? Or do we offer him what's left after everything else? What might each of us be able to give him in the year ahead? And then number three, let your life take a new direction. We come to now to the verse in the story which says, and being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. This means that they did not go back to Jerusalem through Herod's city. They avoided him and his suspicion and his murderous disposition. But maybe it also means they lived another way. If Jesus is the object of our devotion, and if we give to him the best we have, then our life will take us in a new direction. Long ago, the American writer and poet Henry Van Dyke, in his poem, Keeping Christmas, put it this way. Are you willing to forget what you have done for other people and remember what other people have done for you? Are you willing to ignore what the world owes you and think what you owe the world? Are you willing to put your rights in the background and your duties in the foreground? Are you willing to own that probably the only good reason for your existence is not what you're going to get out of life, but what you're going to give life? Are you willing to close the book of complaints 
against the management of the universe and look around you for a place where you can sow a few seeds of happiness. Are you willing to do these things even for a day? Then you can keep Christmas. The baby who was born at Christmas came to turn the world's values upside down. So the question for us is, are we willing to travel in his direction? Are you willing to let him change direction in your lives? Are you willing to let Christmas stay with you into this new year? Keep Christ as the object of your devotion. Give to him the best that you have and let your life take a new and exciting direction. That's the challenge for us today. So, in a few days, when we put away the decorations, we sweep up the pine needles and the glitter, and we fold up the Christmas sweater for another year, Let's be careful that we don't pack away the spirit of Christmas with them. In this time of New Year resolutions, as we remember the Magi, those wise men, let them challenge us, excite us, and may we take the Christmas spirit with us into Epiphany and beyond into this new year and may it affect us and grow in us and may you all have a happy and blessed new year amen so let's join together in prayer so dear lord as we set our faltering feet upon the path of this new year as the wise men followed the star to a new place, a place where visions became reality. Let us follow our Lord and Saviour to a place of renewed hope, not looking back, but moving forward as we set forth in faith. So, Lord Jesus, as we gather at the start of a new year to worship you, may you journey with us always, especially through the dark and uncomfortable places and into places filled with hope, new possibilities, light and love. Let your star blaze anew in our vision that as individual Christians, and as your church gathered here in Leith, we may follow where you lead, our hope rekindled and our strength to serve you renewed. So, dear loving God, as we remember the wise men with their gifts, we think of gold. And at the end of each of these three sections, oh, Finish with the words, Lord of light, and ask you to respond with the words, 
bring hope into the darkness. Lord of light, bring hope into the darkness. So as we think of gold, Lord, we thank you for all that we have, for the privilege of homes and possessions and friends and our role in life. And we pray that you will bring hope to our government, that they might develop just and fair policies and strategies. Hope to those who are in debt that they find difficult to escape from, or those whose income is insecure because of the COVID pandemic. Hope to those who are helpless and homeless or who cannot afford to heat their homes. Hope to the millions of refugees fleeing from conflict across the world. Lord of light, bring hope into the darkness. And Lord, as we think of frankincense, and we thank you for those who help us to find peace in our hearts and for those who enable us to know something of your holiness. And we pray that you will inspire and strengthen all who worship you, that their faith and trust may speak words of love and holiness into our society. We pray that you will inspire all who work to break down barriers in our society and bring reconciliation. And we pray that you will inspire all who by their kindness and care shine your light into this world. Lord of light, bring hope into the darkness. And as we think of myrrh, and as we remember the death and resurrection of Jesus for us, we pray for comfort and strength. For those who care for the dying and the bereaved, and those who offer counselling and support. For those who grieve lost time and lost opportunities in life. For medical staff and carers as they struggle with the burden of care. And today, for all who mourn loved ones. Lord of light, bring hope into the darkness. So God of hope, Jesus our companion, Holy Spirit our strength, travel with us as we journey onwards into paths known and unknown, through any times of darkness we face, and into your marvellous light, always knowing that you are by our side. And Lord, we remember what you require from us, that we promote justice, that we promote kindness, that we walk humbly with our God. 
to this year. Give us wisdom of how we may serve you in this new year. Give us the grace to let you shine in us and through us, that we may become beacons of truth and compassion, enlightening all your creation with deeds of justice and mercy. And we ask these things through the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Thank you, loving God, for the love that you show us. And we thank you for the love that we receive from one another. And we pray that our love for you would grow and our love for others would grow too. Amen. Right, let's sing Happy Birthday to Neil. Happy Birthday to you.
And our closing song, actually, I think, requires us to stand up and move a bit. I can see three of our grandchildren at the back there. As soon as you started singing just then, Steve, the band, you know, and everybody was really, so let's really go for it, okay? <laughs> Thank you. What? South African, yes, yes. Jesus in our hearts, marching in his light. May this holy season be for each of us a time of moving beyond what is reasonable and toward the star of wonder, moving beyond grasping tight to what we have to unclenching our hands and letting go, following the light where it leads, moving beyond competition towards cooperation, seeing that all humans are sisters and brothers all people are family, moving beyond the anxiety of small concerns towards the joys of justice and peace. 